Hello and welcome to our final October podcast episode of the Atomic Geekdom podcast. Uh, podcast, I felt like I said that word too many times. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Shannon. Hi. Uh, and also from the Just Two Pals podcast, pal number one, Johnny. Hi. Tried to read that or say that like, like a game show host. Come on down. <laughs> here he is it's pal number one johnny <laughs> there it is yeah it's me hi <laughs> uh yeah this is our last spooky which is sad our last spooky halloween type episode i mean we got the geek out on thursday yet which is still technically october but uh last october themed episode which does make me sad but it'll happen again next year it does come around every year um and this week's episode is all your stories, Paranormal Stories Volume 4, I believe. Uh, it's the fourth time we've done it. We've done it outside of October before because we just, we had so many from the first one, we kept them over and did a second one like in May or something. We may do that again eventually, but uh, they're fun. We love it when you guys send us stories. Uh, this time around, we're just going to read some random ones from Reddit, and we'll give credit to the Reddit people that submit them as well and i've seen some where they said please don't read ours if you do like a video or something i guess i don't know what what that was but we won't read it if they didn't want us to so we will respect privacy where that is submitted but first um i would like to ask johnny specifically you don't uh, this isn't really a question since i know the answer you don't believe in ghosts or anything like that right I do not. But yeah, I don't. My my experiences in life have led me to believe that that's not true. Um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not. Gonna, I'm certainly not going to discount someone else's experiences. I'm I'm definitely that guy that like I need to see the proof uh, in order to kind of believe in in said you know in said thing. So that's fair. Uh, but to me, there's not been enough evidence that I've experienced in my life to believe that that you know the paranormal exists. You just need to watch more Ghost Hunters. Right. Or Ghost Adventures, oh. Ghost Adventures, dude. Oh, my God. Dave, <laughs> I might need to recant what I just said. <laughs> what, what just happened in your room? Because there is a woman floating in my office right now. Oh. And she's coming closer. Something oh tells my God. me that this is maybe... Oh, my God. What do you want, ma'am? <laughs> oh. Oh, wait. What, what do you... Ma'am... She's going for the Mountain Dew. <laughs> she came in for the Mountain Dew voltage, Dave. You got to defend that with she's your life. She's taking a sip. Oh, she's all angelic now. She, gave she you lit a, up. She took she's a sip. Smiling. She gave you the thumbs up. She gave me a nice thumbs up. <laughs> she took her shirt off for me, too. Thank you, ma'am. Interesting. Okay. You have a great time in heaven. She's floating away. Well, Dave, sounds like this woman just really needed that Mountain Dew voltage to pass on to her full afterlife. Uh, can you blame so, her? Thank you, Mountain Dew voltage, for being there for the paranormal. Right, just do, just was it? <laughs> just hashtag do just do pals. There it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I almost Matthew's gonna endorse us. I swear. There somehow, yeah, you'll get there one way or another. Maybe at least they'll retweet your podcast. Yeah, we just need to get on their radar. I've been at Mountain Dewing a lot of stuff lately, so hopefully <laughs> they'll see it. Right. So you can believe in the Mountain Dew uh, supporting you, but not ghosts. All right. I see where you draw the line, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, both are both are just as unreasonable right, to right. believe. Uh, on the other side, Shannon, do you believe in ghosts, hauntings, uh, any kind of supernatural, paranormal type things? I'm not really sure what I believe, but I know I've had 
a lot of experiences, both personally and like secondary through friends and family that just cannot be explained. Um, quick, short, creepy story. Um, when I was a teenager, I was volunteering for my local library. And one of the programs that we put on was a, uh, Adam's family themed Halloween trick or treat thing at a local museum that were houses built uh, during the frontier days um, in Colorado. So the very old houses with a lot of history. And we were cleaning up after, and one of the phones that hung on the wall that was like, you know those phones where you like picked up the earpiece and you talked in the piece that was mounted on the wall? Sure, yeah. Um, It started ringing. And (laughs) we assumed that it was a prank. Like we're like, oh, it's, you know, battery operated or plugged in. And um, the woman who ran the museum was like, no, there's no power to this building right now. It's actually being worked on. It was under construction. So there was no power. The lights we had were run off of generators. Um, So, yeah, that was a really creepy, like, one-on-one. To this day, I cannot explain what happened or why that phone started ringing, but there is no power to that phone. It was not plugged into anything, but it rang. Wow. That is creepy. Yeah. Nobody answered it, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what <laughs> What would you give it to? Hello? <laughs> uh, that would have started the cycle of everyone who was there that night just being killed off one by right. one. Right, whoever Probably. answers the phone dies. Yeah. yeah, whoever, yeah, yeah, you answer the phone and then it just jumps from phone to phone. Right. Time you answer. Wasn't there a movie about that? Something like that. There was some Japanese horror movie about answering the phone and dying, and then there was uh, an an, uh, an American remake. Sounds sounds about right. I wish I could remember what it was. Uh, yeah. So hopefully some of these stories will will will, will get just good and scared. So you know, turn the lights off, light some candles, and just listen to us tell you some spooky stories, and you know that'll make you and get comfortable. I mean, right. do what you need to do. Let your hair down. Take your clothes off. <laughs> Um, if you're not in public or driving while you're listening to this, yes, you can do, do it that. in public. Okay. If you're on the bus, if you're on a plane listening to this podcast, just take your clothes off. Let it all hang out. All right. Don't listen to Johnny. Yeah, right. <laughs> or t- he doesn't believe in ghosts anyway. I don't understand. All right. So here we go. All right. So the first story is the shed story is what it's called. Uh, you can find all these under the Reddit subreddit paranormal. Um, this is by micro throwaway 64. And uh, here we go. I had just turned 22 and my parents had sold their house and purchased a place out in the country on the property. There was a big shed not far from the house that I decided to turn into my place. Now I felt kind of uncomfortable in the shed sometimes, but my dog kept me company. So it wasn't so bad. Anyway, I had been in there maybe two weeks, and one night I'm on the computer, my dog asleep at my feet, and I need to pee, so I get up and go outside. It's a beautiful, clear night, and the stars were incredible. Next thing I hear, the shed door slam behind me. I turn immediately and try to open, but it won't budge. Now from inside the shed, I can hear my dog start to growl, quietly at first, then louder. Now he's barking, and I'm panicking, trying to get the door open. I must mention that I'm six foot five and well-built, play sports, etc., but even ramming my full weight into the door won't open it, and I'm really panicking now as my dog's barks turned into whines, then whimpering, then silence, and with all my might, I slam into the door and it flies open. The light is off inside now and it's pitch black. It won't turn back on, and I'm in complete darkness. 
I can't see my dog anywhere, and I stumble around trying to find a torch. Finally, I find it and pick it up and turn on my torch, and I wasn't prepared for what I'd see next. My dog had literally squashed itself into the furthest, darkest corner of the room, eyes closed, and is shaking violently. I immediately move towards him, and as soon as I get within reach of him, he leapt at me into my arms and wouldn't move. I picked him up, and I swear I've never ran so fast in my life. I never stepped foot in that shed ever again, and my dog wouldn't even go near that part of the property. I don't know what happened in that shed that night, but I'll never forget it. And he says, uh, he posted a big update. Just got off the phone with the previous owner, who told me one of their horses ended up getting tangled in some rope in the corner of the shed before they sold the place to us, and ended up suffocating and dying. I asked what corner of the shed it had died in, and of course you can already guess which corner. Hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Just lens creases. So was it? It was the. Oh, okay. I guess I'm a little confused. Did it? Did the horse die in the corner that the dog was cowering in, or the opposite corner? Uh, the corner. So, like the dog was afraid to get near the other corner, so it. The same. The same corner that the dog was cowering in. The same was, corner. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think the argument there is that. Whatever the dog was afraid of, the horse was afraid of too. Right. Yeah, and the horse backed up into the corner. And yeah, okay, I get it. I, I was just not not trying to poke holes. Just curious. Yeah. No, I think we can assume I it's, think... it's a UK person too, with the use of the word torch. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know. I definitely think that animals and like children are more innocent creatures in life, and therefore can see things differently. And so, anytime animals or kids are like freaking out about something, I'm like, nope, fuck that. I just nope. <laughs> We're going this way. <laughs> I'm 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 not about that. Yeah, I, I I'm totally down with that theory. I definitely believe that people who are more open to these experiences, you know, if they're real, would would experience more of them than someone like me, who's who is pretty closed off to it and pretty you know, adamant that these things don't exist. So they wouldn't mm-hmm. really happen to me, or at least so many of them are very easy for me to chalk up to coincidence or, you know, situational. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was creepy though. Yeah. I'm down, so I'm, my office is down in the basement and I've got, you know, pull out, <laughs> fold out doors. Um, and I close them to, to stop the cats from running in and out. And because I'm loud and I don't want anyone upstairs to wake up. Sure. So in my office, I've got one light in the corner, like a lamp that's on, but the rest of the basement is all pitch black. And I'm really wishing I had turned the light on now before I closed the door. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Because that creeped me the crap out. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. You're up. What's, uh, what's your story? Oh, my story. Let me let me pull that bad boy up here. This is um, uh, on the paranormal Reddit. This is by, well, there's that. Good name. Which is a great name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was submitted uh, three years ago. It's called My Strangest Paranormal Experience, Disney. So it's Disney themed. Well, there's there's apparently. a lot of talk about Disney being haunted, and there's a they've tried to like sneak cameras in to film it, but Disney doesn't let you really film things inside, you know, other than your, yeah. your family and stuff like that. But okay, all right. Well, uh, let's get to it here. It says. Uh, I've had several paranormal experiences throughout my 23 years of life. This one, however, is by far the strangest and most mind-boggling one that I have ever had. Backstory. I worked at Walt Disney World for four years. Most days I looked a little something like this. Oh, apparently he's posted a picture. Hmm. Let's see what the picture is. 
Okay, it's Chip and Dale. So he's dressed oh, okay. up as either Chip or Dale. Like Rescue Ranger Chip and Dale or just straight up Chip and uh, Dale? Original, not Rescue Rangers. The ones without oh, clothes. Bummer. Okay. <laughs> ones without clothes. That's the... yeah, 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 yeah. The naked ones. The yeah. original ones like that would steal Donald's walnuts. Right, and junk. right. It was a fantastic job. I was very happy every day. I left because I had to continue school. This experience happened at work, and it was actually one of my last shifts before I would be leaving the company for good. I was working at the restaurant Garden Grill in the Land Pavilion, Epcot. The fun thing about this restaurant was the layout of it. There were two stories of the restaurant, and to complete our rotation, you would complete one layer, go up or down the stairs, complete the other layer, and go up or down the stairs again. The main goal of our set was to see every guest in the restaurant at least once. Also, there is only one way in and out for guests, down that ramp there. The greatest part about working at this restaurant was the final set of the night. Usually, by 9 p.m., the restaurant would be mostly cleared out, with three or four families remaining. And we would either be done with the set in 10 minutes and get out early, or we would get time to play around in the restaurant and have fun. Experience begins. It is the last set of the night. Three families left in the restaurant. Two lower, one upper. Four characters. Two began up, two began down. I started up and greeted the family at the top section. I completed the circle and was about to go down my set of stairs when I saw the back of a man's head sitting just to the right of the stairs. I was about to descend. Well, I had to greet everyone in the restaurant one last time. So I came up to his table and signaled hello. He serenely, yes, serenely, his movements were so elegant, turned to me and grinned, and grinned widely. He didn't have a drink, a place setting, and was not wearing a name tag like a manager would. Instead, he grabs, he grabs the menu of the restaurant in his hands and laid it carefully onto the table when I waved. Why, hello there, Dale, he said to me. His voice was slightly raspy. He had dark, slick hair and was wearing a long sleeve button-down shirt with a vest over it and a tie. He also had a mustache with an otherwise clean-shaven face. I thought it was cool that an adult male knew which chipmunk he was talking to. Usually no one knows Chip from Dale. Again, I waved and extended my hand to his to shake. He gave me a firm handshake and put his hands back on the menu, picking it up. I pointed to the menu, then rubbed my stomach and held my arms in a questioning position, asking, are you hungry? Are you eating? It was odd because it looked like he had just been seated for dinner, but the restaurant would be closing in about 15 minutes and stopped seating new guests about 30 minutes ago. The man laughed, shook his head, and said, oh no, nothing for me today, Dale. I nodded and glanced over the railing to see if any of the families or other characters were in my view. None were. He spoke to me again. I'm just here to check up on things, see how they're going. I looked back at him a little confused. I didn't react much because I started feeling weird. The man put the menu down again and touched my arm. Through the fur, I felt static and a swift feeling of pride. Go say hi to the children down there. The restaurant is closing. Again, I nodded and gave him a salute, but before I moved to go down the stairs again, I signaled to him. I pointed at my chest and put my fingers to the table. I'll be back, he nodded. All right, Dale, and picked up the menu. I went down the stairs and rounded to the other side of the restaurant and gave hugs and kisses to the last two families. All the other characters were already back inside, done for the night. My captain, the character manager of the night, said, Found you, Dale, took me by the arm, and went to guide me back inside. I gave her the one-second sign and ran back to the other side of the restaurant to find the man again. There was no one there. The menu was still in the middle of the table instead of tucked behind the napkin holder, but the chair had been pushed in. No one had walked out behind me while I was at the other side with the families, 
and the only other way out was through a door that leads to the kitchen and into a backstage area. But the man was not wearing a Disney costume, nor did he have a name tag on. I went through the backstage door and rejoined my fellow cast members upstairs. The instant I was up there, I brought up the man. I was greeted with, what man? The dad with the kids? And head shaking. When I went home that night, I reflected. I truly believe this was a paranormal experience, and at first I thought I had met Walt Disney himself. However, I would have recognized him, surely, and Walt never actually saw Epcot, which leads me now to believe I met an Imagineer or some other sort of operator. It boggles me because I knew something didn't feel normal when I was interacting with him. He interpreted my pantomime too well, and the fact that he knew the difference between Chip and Dale was amazing. Every now and then, I start trying to look into Disney's past and find photos of someone I might recognize. No luck yet, but his image is certainly burned into my memory. I always make a point now when I'm on a Disney vacation to visit the land and hang out there for a while, waiting to catch a glimpse of this man. For one reason or another, I feel like I will see him again. Hmm. Interesting. At least he was polite. Very polite. <laughs> right. Yeah, well... What a what a what an engaging character he met. Yeah. Huh. I kept getting it's really confused. interesting. Yeah, I kept getting confused when he kept calling him Dale. I'm like, oh yeah, he's Chippendale, right? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know his name. And I'm sorry about that pause. My cat climbed up on the TV, and so I was half keeping an eye on the TV to make sure it didn't fall. <laughs> no, no problem. You gotta get like a spray bottle down there with you. Remember what well, I then, said about then, animals knowing things? I mean, maybe she's just keeping an eye out for you. Yeah. Oh, she's she's getting a, a good vantage. Yeah, she yeah. wanted to make sure that the Mountain Dew ghost didn't come back. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that ghost safely made it to heaven, Dave. <laughs> oh, you're right. She, you're seemed, right. she seemed very happy receiving her Mountain Dew voltage. <laughs> the bubbles of Mountain Dew are very uplifting. Can take you right to heaven. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. All right. That, so. That's kind of a weird one. Um, the fact that he like interacted with this, I, I don't know, entity, I guess. Right. It seems odd because, uh, I mean, how many, how many stories are there that are like, you know, I actually ran into this person. Right. Yeah. Or I actually had a conversation with this person. Yeah. Usually you just see it and like either it leaves or you leave. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's funny is like the more normal the interaction with the ghost, the less likely I am to believe it. Like <laughs> right. that's like yeah. that's so normal. I'm like, eh, it's probably just somebody like messing with them. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like it just seems way too normal. So I'm like, eh. But like <laughs> creepy dogs cowering in the corner, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> like when a no, story I totally get that. When they tell a story and the story ends with she's been dead for ten years. It's like, well, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you could have made yeah. that up. <laughs> a yeah. lot of that stuff is kind of easily explained. I mean, you're, let's say the guy's a real guy, right? It wasn't, it wasn't some uh, ghost that he was talking to. Yeah. Well, he's obviously very, um, like, up, you know, like, uh, he's just a nice dude all around. He likes yeah. talking to people. If he's that kind of person, he is going to pick up on body language. And, you know, he maybe has grandkids and he bought Chippendale stuff for, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. that's very easily explained. Not to say that it's that he's not a ghost. He could be. Johnny's gonna Johnny's gonna try to debunk every story we tell. I will debunk every. Well, I've got nothing for that dog cowering. Right. I got nothing. That's creepy. Yeah. Or the phone ringing. My sister actually worked in that museum years later, and I was like, "Hey, were they messing with us because we were teenagers?" And she's like, "No, that phone is still not plugged in. It's never ring sensor." 
I have no idea. That house is insanely haunted. Like, people see children in the windows after the oh, museum has been closed for hours all the time. Here's um, a- she walked past the room once in a... Like, it's a children's room that's set up, like, how the kids would have it. Yeah. And, like, the chair is rocking, even though it's roped off, like, two <laughs> feet away. You know what I mean? Like, that's awesome. it's, a cre- it's a creepy, and creepy it's, haunted house. It's not set up to be haunted house-like. It's just meant no. to be, like, a museum, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's a museum. It's not supposed to be, I mean, it's, it's not nothing's sp- supposed to be haunted. But, yeah. No, right. it's not a haunted house. It's a museum. Like a fun house type thing. It's meant to mm-hmm. be educational or, yeah, right. Yeah, my little sister you know, works in museums, and so she has lots of creepy, creepy stories. What is kind of funny is that uh, while I don't believe these stories, if someone said, hey, that house is totally haunted, people have died there mysteriously, and we see figures in the window, do you want to go inside? I'd be like, fuck no. Well, that was, that was <laughs> actually, that was going to be my next question. If, if you had the opportunity to go into a legit, well, it's hard to say legit, but something that many people have said is haunted and have different experience, would you stay the night in a place like that? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> no, I'm not willing to risk it. Yeah. Shannon? Um, would I stay in one? Yeah, like, would you, no. like, do oh, one? Fuck do... No, fuck <laughs> no. No, nope, absolutely not. It's not worth the risk. Like, well, there's a percentage, like, 50-50 shot at best that it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, either, and like, or that, or, oh, you know, your, your own perceived... Uh, in, interpretation of what could happen there is going to freak you out to begin with. Like exactly, you're, you're always going to be seeing things out of the out of your peripheral and shadows moving when it's just a legit shadow, and you're always going to be expecting something scary to happen. So, I mean, the experience for you is probably going to be a fun and exciting experience, but you may not actually see anything real. There would be nothing fun mm. or exciting. I could not <laughs> sleep all night because I would hear the wind and be like, "Oh, that's a ghost." Nope, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, would, I guess it would depend. Are, are we with a group of people? Are all those people skeptical? I mean, well, let's say obviously a little situational, but if like it was a, like a ghost hunter experience, like there's maybe three of you locked into one building, locked oh. in a building. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that that yes, because nobody has died on those shows, so I'll be fine. True. True. They've claimed to have brought things home with them, like you know. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so, you're you're still out, Shannon. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm never, but my little sister does, even though she works in museums and sees these things, she's like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but this (laughs) definitely happened. So she works at a museum now in Wyoming and recently had paranormal paranormal hunters come through um, and do like a really late night tour. And she like walked them through the building and everything um, until like 3 a.m. Wow. And she said they didn't find much, but... There was, like, a a typewriter coming from the back room all night, Um, and they have this room full of creepy dolls. Like, there's literally a doll that has – it's made out of human skin and hair. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when they went through the doll room, they heard skirts rustling, like (laughs) the dolls were moving. Yeah. Um, And there was Or maybe the AC kicked on. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Hush, Um, Johnny. The dolls, also, the, dolls, the dolls were moving. All right, sorry. The dolls were alive. <laughs> well, and they, like, played her, um, like, tape of, you know how they have those, like, microphones that pick up sounds or whatever? Right. They 
spoke to a girl and I don't remember what they asked her, but she was like looking for her pa and they were like, where is he? And she's like, well, we killed him. Oh, boy, boy. (laughs) Well, and in the same museum, oh my gosh, I'm always worried about my sister's life because she works in creepy haunted museums. Mm -hmm. Um, The same museum, there was a purse, there was a display of like a frontier outfit with a purse. Um, and they were having a lot of problems with electricity. Like it's an old building. So lights were flickering and power was going out randomly. And this woman came into the museum who they found out later was like a paranormal, like investigator. And she came up to my sister and told her, she's like, Mary is really connected to that purse and she doesn't like it being on display. And my sister was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, that purse. And the purse doesn't have a name on display with it. It was just on display as a purse. But her and the other, like, museum um, workers, whatever, uh, looked into the history of it. And it turned out it was owned by a woman named Mary or whatever the name was. I'm using a generic name. Mm -hmm. Um, They found that the name matched. And when they moved the purse from, like, the center display off to the side, all of the electricity problems stopped. Oh, weird. Awesome. Yeah. And so things like that, my sister doesn't even believe. She's a skeptic like Johnny. But she tells me these stories because she's like, this is weird. She's like, I don't think it's true, but this is weird. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? <laughs> Why do you work there? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. All right. So Shannon's got a story for us. Okay. All right. A Reddit story. Um, this one is from Pyro Madden. It says, last year, I was visiting a friend who lived in Atlanta. I agreed to watch her apartment while she was going on a business trip that weekend. The first day, nothing happened, but the next night, someone was knocking at the door. When I answered, there was a small child, oh no, (laughs) a small child asking to come in. At first, I was going to, but something felt off. I asked her where her parents were, and she said she could use my cell, but could end coming, what? I asked her where her parents were, and she said she could use my cell, but could come, could end come in, mostly because it wasn't my place. Could it come in? Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. For fair warning, a lot of the grammar is not great. Uh, people that are yeah. listening to us try to tell these stories, so which we're doing our best. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Apology to- accepted, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> she said to let her in, and I started to slowly open the door more. I don't know why, but I did, and then I saw her eyes. They were black, and the home phone started to ring, and I slammed the door shut. After the call, I Googled up kids with black eyes and found people having similar experiences. So I'm just asking one thing here. Am I crazy, or did that really happen? My friend said it must have been a nightmare, but I don't remember falling asleep or and not waking up. Wow. Fuck that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> kids are so creepy. Like, so creepy. Yeah, Dude, as soon as you got to that kids. part where she said it was a little girl at the door, my hairs the, ha- both, the hairs on my arms went up. Was, both, oh, both of you uh-oh. were done at that point. Yeah, nope. <laughs> like, much. if I saw a little kid knocking at my door, I just, oh my god, I don't even know if I could answer it because I would just be too freaked out. I'd be like, yeah. ah. Well, from now on, I'm making all children look me in the eyes. Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So you can see if they're black? Yeah, I can see if they're black. Yeah, if they're going to eat my soul. Racist, Johnny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
I like that one. Right. <laughs> Johnny, you ghost racist. Hmm. All right, I got one. Uh, yeah, okay. the black black eyed kids. That's that's terrifying. I'm I'm scared right now. All right. Well, this one sh- you don't have a Ouija board or a Ouija board in your house, do you? Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. So then this one's seen sh- the movie. This one shouldn't scare you too much. Uh, I'm going to pronounce okay. it Ouija, even though everybody these days pronounces it Ouija. Ouija just sounds weird. So, all right. My cousin's Ouija board story uh, from Redditor, Make America Gay Again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. Awesome. All right. Love it. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Uh, the other day, this was only posted today, so, uh, the other day I saw a commercial for the Ouija, Ouija, uh, see, I did it to myself, Ouija movie, and my cousin, who's been one of my best friends since I was little, told me that one time he and some of his dorm buddies had used the Ouija board when he was in college. I'm a pretty committed Christian, wait a minute, anyway, um, I'm a pretty committed Christian, and he is now, he is also now, he's Catholic, I'm not though. But at the time, he was lapsed like a lot of people when they're in college. He just thought if Ouija's as he just thought of Ouija as as stupid party trick. So when one of his friends brought wow, this is hard to read. One of his friends brought in a board. He just went with it because he was skeptical about the supernatural and kind of intrigued. At midnight, the friend, let's call him Bob, set out the board and produced a candle. They shut off all the lights, and Bob acted as the medium or whatever. Now the dorm my cousin was living in was one of the older dorms on campus. So old that it wasn't until 05 or 06 that the asbestos in the building was removed. And even then the asbestos had been installed 50 odd years ago or years after the original construction. So really old building equals ghosts. You get the picture. They started and for the first few minutes it was just them joking around. And so my cousin asked out loud if the spirit of someone who had lived in the room would talk to them. At that moment the room went completely quiet. He and all his friends swore that when the question was asked, it was like their minds had nothing to say. They all just collectively went blank. The room then became ice cold as, uh, as, oh, as like a walk-in freezer, as in almost walk-in freezer cold. With none of their hands on the little arrow, I think they call it a planchette, uh, it started moving and wrote out a whole phrase, Do not talk to us. When one of the guys would try to talk, the message would get spelled out again. Finally, Bob asked why they didn't want to talk. You woke us up. You woke us up. You woke us up. It just kept repeating that without stopping. When Bob grabbed the planchette, he screamed in pain because it was burning hot and left a little imprint on his hand, sort of like the imprint on the Nazi guy's hand from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Good reference, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, they blew out the candle because all the guys were freaked out. They were just done. When they turned on the lights, the two beds in the room were stripped entirely of their sheets, leaving nothing but the exposed mattresses. None of them noticed the sheets being removed, and all the guys, five in total, knew they hadn't moved from where they were sitting, so it wasn't one of them pulling a prank while the lights were off. Both mattresses were torn in the same spot with the same precision as though a knife were used. The tear looked like an upside-down cross. All... Uh, all the cliches of demonic stuff and Ouija boards happened to them that night. They left the dorm building entirely and stayed at one of the guys, one of the other guys' dorm building instead. The next morning, everyone was talking about the fire at the dorm building, and the guys asked what happened. Almost immediately after they left, someone in a nearby room called security and said they smelled smoke. The room the guys were in was completely filled with flames. 
No cause was ever given. The candle had been doused with little water before they left, and only that room was burned. The guys had left the Ouija board in the room, and it was completely consumed. Usually there's charred objects left over, but there's nothing in the room that was spared. Nothing supernatural happened to any of them afterwards, just in case of faulty wiring or anything else. The college distributed everyone in the dorm to other buildings. Uh, there weren't that many students anyway, because the building was so old, it was only used when there was crowding, and it was torn down. Uh, because of the look my cousin had and how seriously he told me the story, I have no reason to not believe him. Make of this what you will, and take it with a grain of salt, but I've said everything I know, although you can ask me anything. That's awesome story. Yeah, you um, you definitely get all those you get all those cliche Ouija things. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, but that doesn't make it any less like tense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a normal like tell us your name type thing. Um, it was, it was, yeah, you woke us up. Oof. That's terrifying. <laughs> mm. That yeah, that part might like like gut sink. But then when the fire thing happened, I was like, eh. I would like to see, like, a news report or something about that. Yeah. Mm. But I I don't fuck with Ouija boards either. No, like, no. I just, I would never, I would never touch one. I would never look twice. Like, I just, why risk it? Exactly. Why risk it? Agreed. I mean, anything they say that if you believe in it, you're just opening yourself up to experiences, um, whether it's good or bad, usually bad. Uh, right. You're just kind of opening yourself up to it. Like, I don't know why you'd even mess around with it, even if you don't. Right. Mess. I have no interest in talking to ghosts, so I don't see the point in ever opening up that door because once it's open, you can't shut it. Yeah. In eighth, yeah. eighth grade, we had a, a, I was, I was in a play and we did like a post show, like party at the, the teacher's house after, and we were in the basement and everyone's just hanging out and, and, uh, somebody was doing like the, you ever do the light as a feather, stiff as a board thing? Or is that beyond your generation? No, uh, we did that. Okay. They were doing it to somebody while a bunch of gr- group of us were doing something else, playing a video game or something like that. And then the power went out as this person was doing it. And, like, they woke up or something. They opened their eyes and the power was out. And they just freaked out. It was – it was this person was terrified. Like, they had seen a ghost or something like that. Like, it just kind of killed the mood and we all left. But uh, I remember yeah. I remember that being just really weird. Hmm. Nope. I I still uh, I I still don't have the courage to do the Bloody Mary thing. Oh no oh, way! God. No way! Yeah, I get to two and then I'm like, that bench ain't real. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm out of here. <laughs> I actually just thought about that the other day because there's a mirror in our hallway and I was in the living room. Uh, I think I was playing the new, uh, the Batman Telltale game and I looked mm-hmm. in that mirror. And I'm like, man, I still can't do it. Like I don't know what made me think of it. Like I still couldn't do it. <laughs> Oh, that's creepy. I remember the first time you I get heard Mirror it. Master coming out now. See, I'd be I'd be okay with that. I'd be like, let's, let's let's go steal some stuff. Yeah, let's go rob a couple banks. Let's be thieves. All right? Can we hang out at the Rogues Bar, please? Mm-hmm. Let's scare everybody who plays Bloody Mary. <laughs> right, right. Let's just pop up in the mirror, <laughs> wearing that creepy nun outfit from uh, uh, uh Conjuring uh, Two. Uh, uh, ah, ah! <laughs> oh my really god! Scary, dude. Oh, oh I, shit! I love dude. that movie. No, I hate that movie. <laughs> Fuck that. You nut. really freaked me Fuck out now, dude. Why did you bring that up? Oh, oh that's my god. The worst. I feel like need to go to bed right now because you, you brought that nun up. <laughs> How are you going to sleep thinking about that? Why nun? did you I'm going to go watch fucking Finding Dory and <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to believe that fish can talk. 
to make Yeah, that's way curious. better to believe than, like, oh, there's I'm like, in my head now. Am I right outside my door behind me is a giant dark hallway because it goes into another room, like, and that's behind me, and I'm looking into a window that reflects into oh. it, and now I'm just constantly <laughs> looking behind my shoulder going, what? I've, oh, I've, oh. I've told this story before. We, Me and my cousin, we used to sleep over each other's houses every other weekend. We grew up together. We're like brothers. And uh, we were up late one night, and it was one of those, like, sighting shows where they just report on, like, UFO sightings or ghost stories and stuff like that. And they were talking about this guy who said he was abducted by aliens, and they, he was doing, they're doing like a re- reenactment, and he was talking about how he looked at his window, and there was an alien in the window, and it freaked him out. And we're both sitting in this little in my bedroom, and we're just sitting right in front of the window. We both slowly look over to the window where the blind is open, and just slowly close the blinds and and turn the TV off and never talk <laughs> of it again. We were just so <laughs> creeped out. Uh uh, all right, all right. Who's up? Is it, we're uh, done, right? We're going to bed. Everyone had their fill. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we got more. We got more. Oh, okay. Um, I've got one. It's all right. Yeah, you're up. Um, this is uh called the Knocking Game. I love, by... I love the title. Yeah, I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna assume it's Breezy. Yep. Or Bree Breeze. Spell it. Um, here we go. Oh, spell it B R E A Z A E. There you so, Brise. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. Hey, guys. First time poster. If there is anything wrong or if I am posting in the wrong sub, let me... I guess I didn't have to read that. <laughs> 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 All right. So, this happened when I was around seven years old. My cousins had recently moved out of state, and my family and I were visiting the new house for the first time. This house was old and the definition of creepy. And while there were many bedrooms, they were all taken, so I was left to sleep on the couch in the small living space on the third floor of the house. The first two nights went smoothly with no problems. I would spend time with my cousins before bed until I eventually fell asleep and they went off to their rooms. On the morning of the third day, I had woken up earlier than usual. Everyone was still asleep, at least on the third floor, and the sun was just beginning to rise. This wasn't unusual for me, though I still didn't like to be alone at that age. So I went to wake up my mother, who was on the floor below me. As I passed my 14-year-old cousin's room, I heard three consecutive knocks from the other side of the door. At first, I was a bit confused, but then thought that maybe it was a game that people played. I was an only child with a weird mind, so I knocked back. There was a bit of a delay before I heard another three knocks. This continued for a bit, and all that was heard through the hallway was the sound of tapping on wood and my laughter. All my laughter stopped when my cousin, let's call her Nancy, pulled the door open. To make it short, Nancy had been sleeping until I had woken her up. She had apparently been up late talking to her boyfriend on the landline and wanted to sleep in. She slammed the door in my face before I could ask who was knocking then. While it wasn't too creepy then, looking back, it is kind of unnerving. I recently met up with Nancy and asked if she remembered the incident, but she said that she didn't. Though she did say she wouldn't have been surprised if it had happened. Nancy then proceeded to tell me of all the weird things that went on in the house before they decided to move. Most of it was harmless, like slamming doors and something moving out of the corner of her eye. The worst thing that had happened was their father, my uncle, had been painting over the kitchen walls and a paint can that was resting on a shelf below him flew off and hit his head. He fell off of the ladder he was on and knocked out cold. They brought him to the ho- <clears throat> excuse me, they brought him to the hospital and he went home with a small concussion. Not too bad, but thought I would share my experience. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, I will. Hmm. Pro- I'll promise this, Shannon. You have one more to read, and then Johnny and I will read, read another one. I'm going to read two more. Johnny will read one more, uh, and then you'll read one last one that's actually a positive ghost story. All right. So maybe that'll. I uh, want a real scary one, Dave. No, right. I, no. might have been pretty tame. I think. I've got I've got three that are left for you and me uh, that are that that look pretty good. Um, okay. And I've got a good ghost voice for when we, when we get to that. <laughs> All right. All right, Shannon. You're up. <clears throat> All right. So this one's by Throwaway Doppelganger. And it says, my boyfriend of two years and I go to the same college. We both take night classes and live in an apartment complex across the street from campus. Neither of us are paranormal enthusiasts. No Ouija board, etc. We're also agnostic. The class is from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. We walk over together, but usually I walk back on my own unless I run into him coming back from the lecture building. This time I was walking alone. It was about a 10-minute walk to the apartment. I could see the light was on as I approached the building and thought he'd got home first. And though it was a little strange since I hadn't seen him walking in front of me, I figured his class had gotten out early. For some reason, I stopped to look in the window before I went in. I could see what looked like him sitting on the couch, but something was weird. He was sitting very stiffly with his shoulders kind of lifted and staring out the window. He or it must have seen me because he gave me a very hateful scowl, got up and walked into the back room, down the hallway and out of sight. When he stood up, he kind of swayed like he was drunk. This was bad because my boyfriend is two years sober. Also, he was never scowled at me or gotten mad at me for any for no reason. I went inside calling out to him and I got no response. I went to the back room and here's where it gets fucked up. No one was there. I searched the whole fucking apartment, which didn't take long because there's only two bedrooms and only so many places a grown man could hide. The only way he or it could have gotten out other than the door would be to take the screen out of one of many of the back windows and climb out. But we had to replace one of the screens last year, and it was difficult to remove and put back. He needed to remove four screws because it was an old building. He or it would have only had seconds to do the entire process. My boyfriend got back around 10.30, and I told him what happened. He's a lot closer to an atheist than I am and managed to convince me in the moment that it wasn't real. But I'm not so sure, really. Nothing else has been weird. Nothing else has been weird since and this happened weeks ago but it keeps bothering me hmm uh, maybe i should why do you give... keep making me read these i live alone with my boyfriend yeah i was just thinking that i probably shouldn't have given you that one no <laughs> oh no oh no all right sounds like you can never trust your boyfriend <laughs> or your boyfriend's ghost doppelganger yeah that's right <laughs> All right. We're almost done, Shannon, I promise. <laughs> that, I don't I don't know why I signed up for this. I need to go. Yeah, but, Shannon, you sound real scared. I, I hate you, Johnny. Just, you what? Are, Just keep thinking about a friend timeout. Friend timeout. <laughs> oh, Mocking no. my fear. Just keep thinking about Dory. Finding Dory. <sighs> what do you think about it on the best friend? Because the focus is off you being scared and on you being angry with me. What a good friend I am when you think about it. <laughs> right. Hey, so negative energy. Negative energy? Yeah. Oh, but I'm saying all of this with a smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that makes it all better. Yeah, that means it's okay. <laughs> all right. All right. My turn. This one's a little long. Um, okay. God. 
Uh, all right, so it's called I'd Like to Talk About Experience I Had That I've Never Been Able to Talk to Anyone About Before. Uh, it sounds crazy, trust me, but this all happened when I was around seven years old. I'm 23 now, and it still gives me the creeps. I'm also curious. Uh, don't need to read that part. Okay. When I was seven, I had a waterbed. The head of it was against the bordering wall next to my door frame. My door opened to the inside. So when the door was open, I could see it plain as day. So as soon as you walk out of my room, to the right was my parents' room. To the left, further down the hall, was the bathroom and my brother's room. Kept the bathroom light on at night due to us having an all-black cat that enjoyed sleeping in the hallway, and we didn't want to kick her or step on her in the middle of the night going to the bathroom. Now, I will say this with certainty. When these incidents happened, my brother was not home, and both my parents were asleep with their doors shut. My brother was also 14 at the time, uh, which also reaffirmed to me that even though he wasn't home, it couldn't have been him. He was at Camp Store, whatever that is. I would I would sleep through the night like a rock most of the time. Nothing could wake me up. But around 2 to 3 a.m., I would jolt awake with my face facing my open door. And I wouldn't be able to fall asleep again easily. So I would stare at the reflection of the bathroom light on my bedroom door. Thinking about the next day at school, wondering what was going to be for breakfast, just stuff kids at that age think of. Without hearing a sound, I would slowly see the bathroom light fading extremely slowly until it turned off. And I would hear the pop of the switch shutting off. The bathroom had one of those rotating switches for making the lighter light brighter and dimmer, uh, a dimmer switch. I was very confused, but figured the light switch was loose or something. So I'd get up out of bed. First mistake, kid. First mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd get up out of bed, walk through the hallway, usually kicking the cat and turn the light. Usually, oh, so this has happened multiple times. Usually kicking the cat and turn the light back on. Then I'd walk back to my bed, get in and go to sleep. For whatever reason, after the light was turned off and I turned it back on, I could go back to sleep. It was very odd. Well, this started happening around every other night for a week straight. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, see the light shut off after around five minutes of staring at the reflection, get up, nick the cat, turn it back on, go back to sleep until things got different. About a week went by with no disturbances. I slept through the entire night and woke up fine in the morning. I went to school, came home. Played with my Legos and Lincoln Logs, ate dinner, stayed up late with my neighbor, went home, and went to bed. I was in the middle of a dream, and I still remember it. I was running down the street in the middle of the day, chasing up to my friends to play football. When suddenly I was jolted awake, like a snap of your fingers, I was wide awake. I fixated on the light and watched it fade slowly to black, like normal. It was normal to me now, so I get up, start walking through the hallway, but my cat's not there. It happens sometimes, maybe she was in my parents' room. So I walk into the bathroom, turn the light all the way back on, bright, and start walking back to my bedroom. I got about four steps away from the bathroom and I saw the reflection dim very quickly to black and heard the loud pop for the switch completely shutting off. I was standing in the center of the hallway, completely engulfed in black. I turn back around, walk to the bathroom, turn the switch back to bright, and start walking back. I make it all the way to my bedroom, archway, and the entire light goes black. No fade, no pop from the switch, just black and nothing else. At that point, I had had enough and got into bed, laid down, and tried to go back to sleep. It took me about two hours to fall back asleep, but I did. The next night, I'm dozing off to sleep. It's probably 11 or 12, and I'm fi- slowly fading. I'm facing my door, but my eyes are shut. I'm not even thinking about the light right now, and I fall asleep. Since I had a waterbed, the frame was close to the ground, and I slept right on the edge against the barrier. I wake up to my pillow hanging half off my bed. 
Frustrated for being woken up because of this, I grab it and throw it back under my head and go back to sleep. And probably an hour later, I wake up and feel my head slowly sliding with the pillow off the bed. I jolt up and my pillow falls off my bed. I got mad and yelled for my brother to stop messing with me, even though he still wasn't home. I grab my pillow and slide it back down into my waterbed and shut my eyes and lay there. I didn't open my eyes or move for what felt like an eternity. I have no idea how long it could have been, but I was acting like I was asleep. I slowly felt the tug on my pillow and my pillow started moving off the bed again. I feel my head get halfway off the edge, bolt my eyes open and throw my head left to face my doorway. And what I saw still haunts me to this day. Still with us, Shannon? Yep. <laughs> it looked like a small child around five. Uh, around five nope. around... Now I'm gone. <laughs> uh, it, it looked like a small child around five or so years old, only it had no face. It had the outline of a head and body and laying uh, head and body laying on the ground with its arm reached out and hand gripping the corner of my pillow. This thing was darker than dark. It was like a shadow figure, only darker. The blackness of my room and hallway was a gray compared to this thing. And I, started, I stared directly into his face for a good three seconds. No eyes, no lips, no mouth. Didn't make a sound or peep. I know I was staring into its face because when I saw it, it looked up at me. I opened my mouth to scream for my mom and it let go. Flew backwards while laying down out of my bedroom doorway, and I heard pounding on the floor like heavy footsteps running down the hallway, and a door slamming very loudly. I screamed for my mom, and she came running out of her room and grabbed me and started asking me what was wrong. She took me into her bedroom and had her door open, and I could see the hallway. My brother's door and bathroom door were both wide open. No way they were slammed shut. It wasn't possible. I've never seen anything like that again in my life that vividly. It horrified me. The fact I can remember this 16 years after the fact like it happened yesterday is what creeps me out the most. It stuck with me. The end. Boy! Jesus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Um, well, in like the middle of the night, like if it was at 3 a.m. consistently, that's the fucking devil's hour. <laughs> right, like the witching hour or whatever? Yes. Yeah. And... I mean, I've been there. I have woken up consistently at 3 a.m. multiple nights in a row, and it is the scariest fucking thing. That's that's when they kill you in uh, this, the Amityville. This podcast is rated R, and it's all entirely Dave's fault for scaring <laughs> the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> I should have I put a disclaimer at the beginning. I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, yeah. That one was scary. <laughs> that one was pretty terrifying. I hope I gave you a good one, Johnny. Oh, uh, I like just the fact that he stared into its face. Oh, and there and was no face. Have a face. <laughs> Oh, and then it oh. ran away and slammed a door that didn't exist. Mm. Dave, when I'm not on this podcast Hello. for another four weeks, I'm this is your fault. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> well, the next one you've signed up for is about cartoons. So, thank God. <laughs> I think that'll be I'm a little more tame. I was I was surprised when you when you said, "Yeah, it sounds like fun." For this one, I, I didn't know we were going to get this serious. Team player, you're a team player. <sighs> All right, Johnny. Uh, okay. So this is uh, a story by Cal- Calypso. Is this the last okay. one? <laughs> Second to last, I think. Dave's got another one, right? Um, I, we'll see. We'll see how much time is left. We'll see. We'll see how much time right, is we'll left. All right, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. All right. This is, uh, this is titled, Why I Never Walk Down the Road I Used to Live On at Night Anymore. No. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so before I decide to just jump into this, I figure I would give a little bit of a backstory that may or may not relate to that night. 
When I was only two years old, I lost both of my parents in Pennsylvania, so from a very young age, I had a full concept of death. As a kid, I was used to seeing black human-like figures out of the corner of my vision, and as soon as I would glance over, it was always gone. So to begin with this night years later... Oh, sorry. So to begin with this night, years later, we moved to Florida, and this road we had lived on was exactly half a mile long. There were tall trees on either side of the road, so when it got dark out, well, to say the least, it was dark. The road had a small hill at the beginning, and right at the top, there were two houses and a streetlight. At the very end of the road was my house and four others, but between the streetlight and the end of the road, which was roughly three quarters of that half mile, was where the woods began. There was no other streetlight on the street except that at one except that one at the other end of the road. I used to have to walk to my bus stop for high school down this road. Nothing weird ever really happened, but once. One time I looked down to light a smoke and noticed a person's shadow run under the light. This shadow was like any other person's shadow, flat on the ground. I never really thought much of it until, say, four years later. I was maybe 17 at the time and was headed out for a smoke before I went to bed. It was a hot summer night in Florida, and we had we had heat lightning. Between the ages of 13 and 17 were some of the hardest years of my life. I guess you could say my parents' passing sunk in through those years. Anyway, I was having a bad night, and my depression was really bad at this point. I had at times where I could smoke one cigarette walking down my road and another walking back. I began my walk how I always did, threw in some headphones, and started leaving my driveway. Once I got on the road, I lit up my first cigarette and began walking towards the streetlight. About a fifth of the way there, I changed the song on my iPod, and when I looked up, I noticed something standing in the street. I distinctively saw two kind of glowing red eyes, so my first instinct was to rub my eyes. I thought maybe my eyes were adjusting after changing the song on my iPod. This, however, was not the case. After I rubbed my eyes, I looked up, and it was still there, and I went into a phase of, like, zoning out. I couldn't look away, and it was making eye contact with me. I was too scared, my body froze up, and I just couldn't look away. I couldn't move. I was, I was just frozen there. It seemed like I was there for hours, but realistically, it was probably only 10 seconds. The heat lightning flashed, and this time I saw the whole figure. It was roughly 500 feet away from me, but appeared to be roughly 6 feet tall and looked shrouded. It appeared like steam was emitting off its body. The body itself was pitch black, but around it was like a black steam. The worst part was the moment the heat lightning wasn't lighting up the sky, it was just like a horror movie. All you could see was the eyes, but it had moved closer without actually moving. It just stood there staring at me, and I couldn't move. After the first flash, its head appeared to be confused like a dog, slightly cocked to the side. The heat lightning flashed again, its head went back straight, and again moved about 15 feet closer. This happened two to three more times, and I just snapped out of it. I turned around and ran as fast as I could back to my house, never daring to turn around for fear it would be right behind me. Since that night, I have never walked down that road at night again. It has been maybe seven years since that experience. Every year when I come home to visit my grandparents, I'll smoke in the driveway, sometimes looking down the road. Every time I do, my hair stands up, and I get this gut feeling like I shouldn't go near it. Sometimes, even when driving down this road, I get this gut feeling I should just stay away. Oh. Boy. Yeah. That reminds me there's the, there's another The st- black figure stories are creepy. Yeah, yeah. There's a story a guy wrote uh, something similar to that that a guy made into a short film on YouTube. Oh, it's creepy. But it's about not a shadow person, it's about a guy, like a weird dude. 
it, it's a weird dude. Yeah, I'll you know when we're done recording, I'll send you a link and you can take a look at it. Um, okay, but it's pretty crazy. All right, Shannon, I will let you decide. That went okay for you, Shannon. Mm, I don't know how many times I can say fuck that in this podcast. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't have any other words. It's going to become I weird. don't want to walk anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, like, at night ever again, and I know. Mm. Um, all right, so you get to choose. I can tell another one that's probably going to be scary or an uplifting ghost story. You know exactly what I'm going to choose, Dave. <laughs> all right, I will tell... The, my... I'm the kind of person that likes dad jokes and like Disney movies. I don't know why I signed up for this. All right, well this 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 will help you <laughs> this will help you sleep better. I think I think this will this will make you feel better. All right, dad jokes. All right, not not. I'll tell you I'll tell you one at the end. All right, not okay. not all ghosts are bad. Let's put it that way. My dead grandmother okay. quote ghost sits my nine month old son and lives in my house. To begin my story, it helps to explain my heritage. My great-grandmother, whom this experience is about, is full-blooded Iroquois Indian. My father, her grandson, is full Iroquois, and my mother, Welsh. My father's parents were also Native American, and my paternal grandfather, who is still alive, is a gravekeeper in uh, Pennsylvania. I grew up on the cemetery and began seeing strange things when I was very young. The supernatural has become normal to me. As you can imagine, growing up on a cemetery, I have seen my share of spirits. Death is the family business. My great-grandmother was a medium. She would help people pass to the other side. She recently passed and was buried on the property. She was very ill before her death, and I was unable to take my son to see his great-grandmother before she died. I felt awful. She left me the property, and so my son and I moved in. Two months ago, as I became frustrated with my workload and trying to balance caring for my son, um, I worked from home. I heard a voice say, Hello, baby and my son seemed to stop crying. I froze because I recognized the voice. I called out to her. Gusu? I'm guessing that's her name for her grandmother. Uh, She answered back, It's me. It was a bit chilling, but I know she means well. The past few weeks, I have heard someone moving the toys on my son's bouncer, and he giggles and laughs. Most people would think I'm nuts, but it is very comforting having her here in the house. I know she means well, and I guess in some way, she did get to meet my son after all. I've been living with her now for several months. I know she's looking out for me because things have been happening. Like if I forget to turn our, turn off our light, it gets turned off. If I forget to turn the microwave on to heat up my coffee, it turns on and other things too. Mostly electrical (laughs) being a medium. I know she probably has the ability even as a spirit to pass to the other side. For now, I think she's enjoying seeing my son grow and I don't wish to interfere. It's still creepy. Yeah, it's still really <laughs> creepy. Yeah, yeah. Like the light. Old people and kids are still creepy. Like the light being turned off is one thing, but she, she heats up your coffee too. She heats up your coffee, turns. The, I mean that. It, so I don't care. Like if it was my grandmother who passed, and I like sensed her, or, like saw her, and I was like, oh, I forgot to turn the light off, and it turned off. I'd be like, "Fuck you, grandma." <laughs> 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 <Do that> shit. <laughs> How dare I you? Be in the same boat, actually. That's scary, man. Just pass. Go be happy already. All right, before... rest in peace, motherfucker. <laughs> before Shannon, exactly. before Shannon kills us with a with a dad joke. Um, if you, would... all right, assuming you believe in the afterlife, would you? Were there other people you would haunt before you passed on? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, did, yeah. There are a couple people I would haunt. Did for Johnny sure. or I make your list tonight after tonight, Shannon? 
Mm, you might have. No, I'm just kidding. I did this to myself. <laughs> uh, I, the thing is, is, I actually really like horror movies. Um, I like being scared, but I'm not usually sitting alone in an empty house with my boyfriend to sleep yeah. while I'm watching horror movies, you know? Sure, mm. sure. My, and now my cat's staring off into space and freaking me out. Ooh. Oh, that's, no. Maybe that's a good thing, Dave. Maybe we should all say, like, our scariest movie experience. Like while watching one or? Like watching a movie, yeah. Watching a scary movie. The the scariest movie you've seen. I'm I done talking about scary things, say. Johnny. We're done. Okay, well, I've <laughs> got one. If you want to know what it is, Janet. I, I'm very intrigued at this point. I'm all sorry. right, Johnny. <laughs> I'm a, so th- this is the movie that scared me more than any other horror movie ever. Um, and it's also one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And and it's Darkness Falls, the one about the Tooth Fairy. No, oh, the one with uh, what's her name, Emma Caulfield from Buffy. Is she in it? Uh, I think she played. She was. Yeah, she played Anya on Buffy. I think she's she in it. She played. What was she? The girl then? The I think the so. girl. Darkness Falls. You said. Yeah, it's like her her brother or her kid that yep. saw the Tooth Fairy, and now the Tooth Fairy's trying to get him. That's the one. So that movie scared the shit out of me. And I'd seen a lot of horror movies. I still watch a lot of horror movies, but I will not go back and watch that movie because mm. it's the scenes of like hiding under the covers and then the cover being pulled away. Sure. So as I'm watching the movie, I'm like 10 or 15 minutes in and it's, there's been a couple of scary things and I'm like, Nope, fuck. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do this by myself in the dark in my room. So I started to get out of bed to go turn my light off. And I like froze because I realized as soon as my feet hit the ground, the tooth fairy is going to grab me from under the bed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I stood up on the bed and I leapt across my room to the light and flipped the light switch up real quick and then turned around with my back to the door. That way she couldn't get me from behind and Mm. just like stared around my room Mm -hmm. and, and didn't finish the movie because I was too scared. I ended up finishing it later. (laughs) Um, It watched it during the day. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only movie that I've watched, and I was too scared to finish. That's the Conjuring the... was like that for me. Ooh. Was it? Yeah, my best friend and I went to go see it in when we were in college, and we were, we were living in a creepy, haunted as fuck apartment complex by ourselves. <laughs> and halfway through the movie, we walked out of the theater. We're like, "No, we're done. We're done." <laughs> scary too scary (laughs) well and because the apartment complex we lived in i don't know if it was true or not but it was rumored to have previously been a mental institution because which i would believe because it it was an old building and the way it was set up it totally could have been i uh i had never watched any of the okay first of all i'm a huge fan of anything horror so i don't know why i never watched insidious before but i didn't i just i thought it was one of those crappy movies so I decided to watch it because we I had gotten press passes for C2E2, which is a, a big convention in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, the people that did Insidious 2 invited me to do this experience that they had there, which is, um, I mean, you, anybody could do it, but this was like VIP for the press. So I was able to go in first, and it was like this haunted house, essentially, based on the movie. And uh, I'm like, I jumped at it immediately. Like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, not realizing how terrified I would be. <laughs> mm. like, I'm, so I'm standing there. I'm like, I have no idea what to expect. I watched the movie. Uh, I think the first one had only come out before this one. Um, and it was, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think. No, I'm sorry. The third one was coming out. And that's what they were promoting. 
Okay. So I'd watched both of the first two, and then the third one was coming out where they were kind of explaining the, the, the pre-story or whatever. But you go and you see this house, and a lot of the stuff is from the movie and stuff. Like It's like it's in the size of a trailer, like a like a, like a a theme park trailer. You know, like a, you just get a carnival or something like that for a fun house. And so you go inside, and, you know, they have, like, things that blow air on you and stuff. But it's like, like a haunted house, if you've ever been to a haunted house. And they have it set up like that. And this guy kind of leads you towards this door, and you go into it, and there's, like... You can see there's a hallway, so there's like three other doors for three other people to do the same thing you're doing. And you just kind of sit in this this small room where there's like a screen in front of you that looks like a mirror. And it's telling you that, you know, you're she's coming for you and all this stuff. And she's like showing up in the mirror, much like the, the nun from... Uh, ah, <laughs> the Stop bringing her you're, up, real quick, Dave. <laughs> but you're expecting this door behind you to open up, you know, because you just walked in and you're waiting for the door to, behind you to open up. So I'm looking over my shoulder the whole time. Um, nothing happens. The door in front of me slides away and you go through this other room and you sit down and this creepy girl, um, puts like a VR helmet on you. Uh, like, like the PS4 VR thing. Oh. And essentially they're just blowing air on you and making this thing shake and stuff. And it looks like you're in the, the further is what they call it in the insidious movie movies where ghosts are. It was yeah. horrifying because you're just sitting in there and you know, this other girl is in there with you. But, like, she'll touch your shoulder in a creepy way, and it's not – it makes you feel like it's not her. Like, I was I was terrified. And then they just candidly take a picture for you and post it on Instagram of you, like, being scared. Oh, nice. Being scared half to death in this little room. <laughs> All um, right, Dave. I will make you a deal. I will forgive you for this entire podcast if I can see that picture of you. It's on Instagram. I'll show it to you. All right. <laughs> I wish – I can't do um, haunted houses. Uh, or at least, or at least, I'm very what? hesitant. It, 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 uh, so I have a slight bit of arachnophobia, oh, um, and I, I used to have it really, really bad when I was a kid, and I've gotten a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if the if they take me by surprise, you know, like if I turn around and there's one on the wall, and I'm not expecting it, if someone doesn't say, "Hey, there's one behind you," then I freak the fuck out. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've never been to a haunted house where they didn't have spider things really so it's too much of a risk for me that i will freak out it's funny. i've hyperventilated and passed out <laughs> i've thrown up like it's wow it that's, can get bad it's one of the things huh. that our our shared acquaintance trisha we used to do that every halloween i don't like them i've been to one i've been to a haunted corn maze actually at the dorm i used to live in in college the basement of it they did a haunted house in it every year and I remember I was in the elevator going to my floor because we were on the fourth floor. And I went in the elevator with a bunch of my friends who lived on the floor with me. And the elevator went down instead of up and opened up into the haunted house setup. With I mean, there was no actors in it or anything, but it was the scariest thing I've ever <laughs> experienced, like, accidentally. And nobody pressed the button for down, so we don't know why it went down. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it was not awesome. I, I but. It. I went to a haunted corn maze and I was very thankful because I went with my friend Jess and she was in front of me and she was screaming so loudly, like just like <laughs> death screams, even when nothing was happening. And so, of course, all the actors were picking on her, yep. like the guy with the chainsaw without a blade on it, like chased her down. <laughs> and I was equally as scared as her, but because she was screaming so much more and louder than me, I didn't get picked on. And I've never been more thankful for her in my entire life. Nice. <laughs> she, she, 
Yeah, I she high, saved you in high. Yeah, yeah, right. In high school, we we went on like a like a first date with a couple of girls, me and a couple of friends, to a haunted house in our city, and uh, that was the biggest mistake ever because yeah, the girls were terrified, and so you had to go first. And like the one I was with was just like gripping my my jacket like so tight, like uh-huh. I could feel her nails into my skin. Now it, mm-hmm. it was cold, so I was wearing a thicker jacket. Like, and yeah, then at that point, you don't want to see that person ever again because they made you bleed. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So that's so. That's... I've always wondered this. Real quick, Dave. Can I ask my quick question? Absolutely. I mean, it's your show. Okay. No, I give you permission. Okay, great. So I've always wondered this. I watched um Lights Out recently. Yeah. Did you like it? Um, super scary. Not a great movie. No. Did you see the short no. that it was based off of? Short is terrifying, and I love the fact that they included the short in. Yeah, the, the woman. Movie. The woman was in the beginning. That's great. Yeah, I thought that was so great. So I watched it, and there were times when I, when all of a sudden, like I, I, I had this overwhelming um, desire to like have the character just say "fuck it" and just run towards it. And so now <laughs> yeah. every time I watch a horror movie, because I, I mean I saw this a while ago, and I've seen a bunch of horror movies since. Every time I think, just go fuck you and start running towards it and show it no fear and, and like try to attack it or whatever. And maybe it loses its power. Sure. Um, so it's totally ridiculous, not realistic in any way, but sometimes now I've lately been thinking like, if I did, like if we're, we finish this up and I open my doors and I see that there's a figure I'm bolting towards it. Yeah. Uh, I would say, have either of you started watching black mirror at all? The new one? No. Yeah. It's a great show. It's not supposed to be scary, so don't worry about that, Shannon. Um, it, it is meant to scare you about society and technology, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, but there is a scary episode that I would suggest Johnny not watch because there's a giant spider in it. Uh, that's a bummer. <laughs> with, a, oh, with a person I face. Totally st- I totally started talking about myself. I was going to ask the question, like, like, would you guys do that or would you turn around and run? Would I if you see something? Like, try I would to- scream bloody fucking murder. <laughs> scream? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe it'll maybe that'll scare him. It'll be like, oh, that that looks like a whole hassle. Yeah. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I'm just totally dependent upon other people in those situations, and so I'm hoping by screaming, I would wake up my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Go, all okay. right. All right. I totally turn damsel in distress, and I don't fucking care. I just nope. <laughs> That's okay. Fucking somebody. I mean, be he is your boyfriend. If anyone's gonna die, <laughs> I'd feel the same way if it was my Take like one for the college. relationship. I would feel the same way if it was my college roommate. Like, I would have screamed bloody murder. Like, to get her in the room with me, I just... There's power in numbers or something. So here's what I... Or there's less of it. Then it's a 50-50. Right, right. Right. You'll be the victim. Here's what I recommend to everybody that listens. You know, like, when ghost hunting shows do the EVP session where they just leave the recorder out in the room and they ask questions? Try to pay close attention to all your podcasts and listen if in in the breaks in between you can hear somebody else talking in the background. And then let that person God, know that your soul. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. Wow, well, that was crazy. Huh. Hear my cat's fighting in the background. Oh, what a I, random I, thing. I to can say. hear that actually. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. That that's funny. Uh, Johnny, you host a podcast. For anybody that's listening that does not know about it, please tell them all about it. Please, something positive. Did we lose Johnny to the ghosts in his house? Oh, no. Bottom off. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. Got him. All right. They're gone. Um, Yeah, it's me, Johnny. And I do uh, Just Two Pals (laughs) with my buddy Randy. 
and uh, we talk about all kinds of great stuff. And our last episode, we talked about cartoons, finally. Um, cartoons and like adult animation and, and junk like that. And you can find us on uh, Atomic Geekdom, and you can find us on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Satchel Player. You can hit us up on Twitter at just Two pals You can hit me up at Johnny Wellens. And I think that's it. I don't know. Did I forget anything, Norman? No, you got everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're good. He sounds like the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Shannon uh, should be at the time this comes out. Maybe, hopefully, we'll have posted an article. I think for uh, right, you're writing for them. Uh, the Packer thing, or is it a podcast? It's a podcast that recently turned into a website. They're called okay. Pack to the Future. Um, awesome. And- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right? So hopefully I'll have an article posted by the end of the week or so. There you go. You can look for that if you're a Packer fan, um, which you should be, by the way. You yeah, should. I've never really been into baseball. Good good, <laughs> good one, Johnny. Good one. Um, I did it. <laughs> I will tweet it out from our Twitter uh, if you are a Packer fan and you want to read all about what Shannon has to say about this particular Packer subject. Um uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the Atomic Kingdom podcast. You can find wait, us. Wait, wait, my dad joke. You oh, missed out on my dad joke. Nope, I didn't forget. I'm going to let you close on it. I'm going to let you it's close on it. It's my Halloween joke. I will let you close on it. Give me one fin- one minute to finish this, and then it's all you. <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you liked what you heard um, and are not too terrified, give us a review and a rate on iTunes. Do that for the Just Two Pals as well. That'd be great. Only takes a minute or two. Uh, helps us gain listeners and such. Uh, you can find our show along with the Two Broke Geeks, Just Two Pals, and the Ringside Geeks at AtomicGeekdom.com on iTunes and on Google Play and the Satchel Player. And that's it. Thanks for listening again. And to close things out, Shannon will tell us a dad joke. <laughs> All right. So if Frankenstein and Dracula got in a fight, who would win? Dracula. Don't know. Frankenstein, because Dracula sucks. <laughs> 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 but, um... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>